I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome to episode 183 of the Canto Bite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, it's my delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Today's a great day. Yeah, and, and there's a reason today is a great day, which is it only took us 183 episodes, you know, almost four years, but we finally have on a special guest, uh, somebody who is integral to the creation of this podcast. I guess you could be could be the godfather of the Canto by Dispatch. It's Steel Saunders. Hi, Steel. XO XR. Hey, I, I'm sure I must have been on this podcast before. Are you serious? Yes. I haven't been on before. No, this is your first time. Dude, we've had like four people on. You're the fifth. Oh, man, this is a vibe check. I was like, oh, it's going to be so good to be back on the Canto Bite Dispatch with my old buddies, Emily and Britt, and I've never even been on. Now, you see, you sound resentful there, but I am going to, in return, be resentful that you haven't realized that you haven't been on the show before. That must be why I have, like, I've got such a built up thing about it that, that, like that's why I'm always like DMing and and tweeting you guys as I listen because <laughs> I I just want to like it's it's quite a ride it is quite a ride this show it's you never know which side Brittany's going to fall on but it'll be pretty passionate it, like the the big things that you do but like Ghostbusters <laughs> like. John, it's just like I just did not see that coming. A bad movie. <laughs> God damn it! Oh, oh, which meant I, I, I meant to ask Brittany. You just watched Coming to America for the first yes, time. Yes, that was way better than Ghostbusters. Like I don't know why you had me watch Ghostbusters I, first. That's that's an iconic movie. I don't understand how you can like Coming to America and think Ghostbusters because Eddie movie. Murphy is Those the shit. Like, those are like the same movie to me in terms of like culturally and generationally and in terms of importance to my childhood. There's no marshmallow man in coming to America. And there's a rip off McDonald's. Like you can't get any better than that. Okay. Okay. Right, you gotta love McDonald's. Yeah. 
Mythalis is pretty great. But it's it no, is. it's not. There's no, like, ghost fighting. Good. It's no, not enough sliming. Very little sliming. Steel Saunders. From Steel Wars. From, from the Canterbite Dispatch. <laughs> you know, god damn it, now you've derailed me. I should have expected this. But I was trying to promote your show. I was going to say, people should know you from Steel Wars, either the podcast or... Not, 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 not if they listen to this show, they wouldn't. We talk about you all the time. Oh, that's so Gossip Girl. That's like, <laughs> you're no one until you're getting talked about. That was the... Um, I've got all these Gossip Girl facts, and, and that was the byline, the promotional tag for season one. You're no one until you're talked about. Gossip Girl. Well, yeah, that's the quote, but fucking Dan just got that from some girl he overheard. So it's not even original. It's something that he heard. I, I'm just trying to validate not being on the show, Brittany. And now you, oh. you, you're working against that. I'm trying to come to terms with this. Look, we haven't had many people on. Our show is not conducive to guests in that. Like, it's weird to have somebody on and be like, hey, then we're just going to complain about the royal family for half an hour. Like, that's a weird thing to ask somebody to step into. Not, yeah. if, you're, not, not if you're from Australia. <laughs> True. Well, there's exceptions to that. But no, I mean, look, we had we had a couple people on fairly early, like as guest hosts, one of us, one of us were sick. And one time we had Chris Fresh on. And that's been about it. Yeah, he was our last guest. I think that like we get kind of like nervous asking people because like I especially was nervous to ask for, you know, a particular guest that is here right now because I don't know, like we here don't we have go. guests often. Like we don't have guests in our home. And like I am the kind of host that wants to make sure that, you know, all the decorations are ready for the party, all the food is on the table. I'm that kind of person that like when I want to get my own place, like I want to make sure I have like the best like food. You know how people have those like cheese trays and then you know they have like the the crackers and then and then the the meat. Like I want to have like a best cheese plate. Like I want to be known for my cheese plates. Hey, boo, bring out the meat. <laughs> what? What's the podcast equivalent of a nice cheese plate? Like, what are you going to do for the guests that is a cheese plate? Like, entertain? Like, you, do you want me to entertain my guests? Like, are we... I've been watching a lot of The Crown, so, like, do you want me to entertain the guests? Like, uh... Wallace and David do? I don't know. I like that your go-to is immediately the Nazi sympathizers. But Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I just have been thinking about the crown again lately. After watching the Harry and Meghan special, Carlos has been really curious about uh the royals and we were switch we were going on Netflix. He's like, Do you want to watch the crown? I'm like, Yeah, let's do it. And he's just been asking me so many questions. It's like I feel like I'm, you know, teaching him British history, you know. American teaching another American history that through a Netflix TV show. They wrote a Netflix TV show. The way it should be. Yeah, it's the only way. But the main reason 
we have Steel Saunders on today. Not not just because he's a friend of ours, and not just because he Obviously. asked us to come on to talk about this in particular. But- oh, no, don't. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> it's a credit. I, 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 I had to join the conversation. Like, it was so... Every time Britney would talk Gossip Girl, I'd just be like, yes, this is like, like, like upper tier content. Do you know what I mean? And, 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 and I, I just wanted, and I was just so enjoying like her, um, the ups and downs as she experienced, um, I, I, you, you, you sort of like, was Blair your person? Did you see the show through Blair's eyes, Brittany? You know, at first I was a Serena girl because, like, I love Blake Lively. Like, I love Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. So, like, when I would see Gossip Girl think of Blake, I would think of Serena. But after a couple seasons, you know, Blair was my girl. You know, hitting it up with the fashion and her love with Chuck, you know, it was just a wild ride. And I knew the inevitable would happen one day that, you know, they would end up together. But just the ride was just so interesting and all the different guys and all the different, you know, scandals. Like there's just one thing after another, after another, like even like the last couple episodes of the season, just incredible things happened. But to answer your question, yeah, Blair's my girl. <laughs> well, well, later on, I, I got to, I got to talk to you about Blair. Cause she, she really disappointed me in the uh, in the finale. She 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 let me down, but we'll we'll just hold that off for later on. Okay, so okay, steel. We're gonna talk what? Star Wars first, apparently. Okay. All right. Well, no, we were they actually okay. Well, we can do Star Wars first to get it out of the way because I don't know how long, long Gossip Girl is going to take. Uh, Star Wars. We're getting some new. Well, not new shows, but new additions to Disney Plus on April second, I believe. And it's the Ewok movies. It is the Ewok TV show, which I'm very excited about. And I will probably watch one episode of and never watch again. How dare you? It is the other Clone Wars show that I did not like. Even more than I didn't like the other Clone Wars show. And it's the uh, animated special part of the holiday special. For some reason, they're just putting it out on its own, which is kind of cool, but a little bit weird. For, for some reason, well, no, you I can't think, you can't work out the reasons. I think it's a little weird to have like what it's like five minutes long. Yeah, probably. Like they don't have anything else like that, so it's a little like it seems a little strange. Yeah, I but I feel like it should be encouraged. I I want just I want just all this random stuff put up there. Every every bit of random stuff except for Star Wars detours. Just like I want, I want commercials, trailers, behind the scenes, TV shows. So I, I, I want it just to be a vault of stuff. But um, it's, it, it's. A, I tell you what, it is. It's a huge blow to the side of the convention, Comic Con, bootleg DVD seller. Because these were some core items. You'd always see like the, you know, the, the the sort of bootleg TV DVD with the weird printed out cover of Ewoks and a Caravan of Courage and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I reckon it's really cool. I, I, I just hope that they do something to celebrate it, like generate some new content 
Yeah, I I also feel like I mean I get that they don't want to take away from the Bad Batch, but to just drop this randomly in April when you have a Star Wars day, I don't know. I hope they at least promote it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they will because I don't think any of this is going to be canon, especially the Clone Wars, because I believe that after the actual Clone Wars and the Clone Wars movie came out, they determined that that one was canon and the other one wasn't. They're too obsessed with canon, though. Just like people will understand it's just a little Ewok cartoon. That's fine. Yeah, but are they? I, I don't think they're. I, I think people are too obsessed with canon. Like they're the ones putting it up. It's, it's not as though. Like, like I, I feel like saying it's because it's not canon is why it didn't go up. It's, it's sort of like you're projecting a reason and then reacting to it. I don't know. I feel like their need to make all the video games canon is a little weird. And that is something that they have decided. Like, that's not a fan thing. Like, that is a Star Wars thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just mean in relation to the, the not putting that stuff on Disney Plus. I, I, I think it's cool that they make it canon as long as it's, I don't know, like just the campaign, like the movie. Is that is that the campaign? Yeah. Am I using the right terminology? Like if that bit's like canon and it's they they scoot around, but there's always a there's always another hidden Jedi, you guys. Always another hidden Jedi or Force user. Why? We don't need more. Like, there's already enough. <laughs> Stop the Jedi. That's Brittany's major hat. What is with Star Wars with this force and these Jedi? Oh. But notably, when they're putting up the two seasons of the Ewoks cartoon, no droids cartoon. Put them both In- up there. In trouble again. I want to watch them both. I want to watch an episode of Ewoks and an episode of the droids and be happy. And then again, never watch it again. It's a very annoying thing to do. Have some chocolate milk Saturday (laughs) morning. Suck it back. Good times. Yeah. And go, oh, that's right. This kind of sucks. But it's got a really great theme song. And there's Ewoks. And it's okay that it sucks because I'm 37 years old and I'm not like, you know, I'm not a little kid watching Star Wars cartoons anymore. So it's okay if they're not great. Hey, I'm not saying it's a slow news week, but Variety is now reporting on the Ewok movies coming to Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Where would we be without you? Thank you. That's some, that's some real breaking news that I'm glad they're going to give the coverage that it deserves. Now, Steele, wow. how old is Harry? Uh, 2.25. Have you done, like, any of the Ewok movies with him? Or is that, like, is he not? Like, I mean, I realize, like, a movie is a long. Yeah, he has a hard time, like, relating the Ewoks. Baby Yoda. Um, Golden. Grogu, if you will. No. It is Grogu. I know, but I won't. He's Does he Yoda. call him Grogu? Because Malik calls Baby Yoda Grogu. This is a sticking point because, <laughs> like, this is this is like the sort of thing that like like nags at me. This situation because Malik's like six months younger than Harry, give or take a month, whatever. Yeah, I can't, I, I can't track all their ages. You know what I'm saying? But um, 
he knows that Baby Yoda is Grogu. Apparently, that's what that's what a, like Araj says. I've never heard him say Grogu <laughs> whenever Araj brings it up. So I'm not sure if he's projecting, and it's fine. Do you know what I mean? You're a father, mm-hmm. but but it's thrown me off because I don't. I'm not ready to break it to Harry because he's just sort of got the concept down that this is Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda, and he knows Chewbacca. Um, he sometimes knows Ewok. There's another one that he oh, and he knows BB-8 and R2D2. But when he goes to say R2D2, it's the best. He just freestyles it. He just goes Atudududa. Like he just he just sort of. It's like me trying to pronounce a word. Like I just like I'm just gonna give it a shot. I'm just gonna throw it out there. Uh, so I respect that. I respect his hustle on that. But yeah, so I I, I don't want to have to because it's so interesting the way you know their view of the planet and how things work and it's so like I always sort of put myself in his shoes to like what he thinks, how big the world is. And like, he does actually think probably that Santa does live up. Like there's a house um, a few blocks over that's done up like Santa's like house. And like to him, Santa like lives there, like legit lives there. Like it's like, it's his house. Yeah. That's where Santa lives. That makes sense. I love it. So I just, I I just don't like, he's having fun. I don't want to true fan him. I think that's it. I don't want to true fan him. He's having fun calling him, you know, baby Yoda. He doesn't need me to come along and go, it's it's actually, um, it's Grogu in um, season two, episode 10, The Jedi. I think it was episode 10. It might have been 11. Anyway, um, now I'm getting true fans. See, see the pressure, see the pressure that Araj has put on <laughs> Star Wars fandom with this, you know, admittedly dubious claim that Malik's going around naming Grogu. And he's so confident about it too. I saw him the other day and he said Grogu. Like he he knows his shit because Raj is always like, that's this, that's that. Like I'm pretty sure he knows who BB-8 is too because I saw him once point to BB-8 and say BB. So he's getting there. You're not helping my anxiety. Look, I'm on Harry's side. It is Baby Yoda now and forever. Excellent. You can't wait two seasons and then give a character a name and expect me to use it. His name is Baby Yoda. That's Harry feels the exact same way. It's like it's just like I was never going to call him the child. Ugh, I hate all the merch with the child on it. Like I, oh. I'm so glad that he's now like just Baby Yoda or Grogu because I hated how they were trying to push that, especially in those Verizon commercials. And they're like, "I love the child." Like, oh yeah, I bet you're paid lots of money to say the child because <laughs> no one says that. Oh. Speaking of Verizon commercials, I thought I was watching some new clip like um, to sizzle the Falcon and Winter Shots, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. But it was like a commercial for Xbox. And it was, (laughs) this is the story, right? The Falcons like come back after five years, like after the blip blip thing. um, (laughs) And he's gone to Best Buy to find out what he's missed. Like over the five years. And he explains what happens is it's like, you don't know who he's talking to. You think it's like a, you know, a psychiatrist or something, but it's the best buy employee. And he points to the Xbox five or whatever it is. 
Um, and he's like, yeah. But I thought I was watching it. Like, I just think it's tacky to cash in. You've gone through this worldwide trauma of the the bleep, the flash. What do they call it? The fade? What, what is it called? The blip. The blip. I just don't think you should exploit it to sell video game cartridges. I thought that they call it the blip. It's such like a little cutesy name for a hugely traumatic event where half of the population disappeared. It's a little blip. Yeah, it's very weird. I didn't know that it was actually called the blip because I heard it in the Spider-Man movie. I'm like, oh, okay, cute. The kids are calling it. But when they called it in WandaVision, I was like, holy shit, this is real. Blip roll. Is that how the kids talk? Yes, that's how the kids talk, Steel. Excellent. You are, in fact, one of the cool kids. Speaking of cool kids, Gossip Girl. Oof. Now, to start us off, Steel, I am very curious. What is what is your history with the show Gossip Girl? All about it. I it, it it's one of the last great just like just crazy out there young person soap opera deals. I feel mm-hmm. like you know, like the OC, um like and, and even like, you know, Beverly Hills, Melrose Place, Models Inc. Oh wow, deep ball. Um, so, and I was all about all those, like I loved, like I, I was like Melrose Place, like admittedly there was no hotter place, but the tagline, like no one's taking that one to court. Um, oh, Melrose Place is just up the road from here, by the way. So, um, that's exciting. I had, I had never seen Melrose Place until last year during lockdown when I just would have it on when I was working from home and I got through like six seasons in a embarrassingly short amount of time. It's exceptional. Like, you know the bit where she takes off her wig? <gasps> She's got the big scar? Like, that was the season finale and that rocked the world. Like, the next day, that's all everyone was talking about the scar. Yeah, that's something, that's like one of the one things I knew about the show was that moment and Heather Locklear. And it's so, that's a show that it's kind of like Gossip Girl. It takes a little bit before the crazy really kicks in. And that's yes. when the show becomes good. Because the first couple, like the first maybe like half season or even like the first season of Melrose is very like just standard soap opera. And then you get into like killing people and bombs and people coming back from the dead. And that's what I want. It, it all started with Mancini. Once Mancini started cheating, yes, just just like it was just like a, a race to the bottom of the of the moral sewer. Me meters away from I now sit. I always think um, there's this one bar up on Melrose called the Snake Pit, right? And I'm always thinking this is where Jake would drink, like back Ooh. in the nineties. Yeah, it's this the where- it's the shooters of yes shooters. Great. Um, and I always think of, um, oh, this is good. Back when life was normal, mm-hmm. 
we always, Jackie and I had this fantasy that they would be making a, a remake of Melrose Place. And you know, at the start of Melrose Place in the in the opening credits, like they have just like random shots of Melrose. Mm-hmm. Like we just always were on the lookout for a car going past with a camera. <laughs> like hoping, I was like, we were like, could you imagine though if we were in the credits? And then and then we'd just be oh like, like, but but seriously, we earn it. Like we 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 moved here from another country. If anyone's going to get in the credits, it's living the Melrose Place dream. It's us. But um, hasn't hope hasn't happened yet. Hasn't happened. But I loved it. I I, I felt like yeah. I, I feel like it was the last show because it was after the OC. Do you know how I know that? And uh, Brittany, I'm interested if you have done this. I know that because I watched the finale special that was a secret episode 11 on HBO Max. Yeah, I watched it too. It was great, wasn't it? I didn't know that Chuck had an accent in real life. I was wondering why he was always sounding (laughs) so just sly and weird. And I'm like, he's Brit. I don't even know if he's British or Australian. He's something. I'm like, what? Like, that was the biggest plot twist of the whole entire show was that (laughs) (laughs) he has an accent. Yeah, he's hardcore British. And it it just, it looks bizarre. It looks like you're watching a foreign dub. It's like, that's not how Chuck Bass, it's it's like he's evil twin or something. I know. I, I didn't like it. And what was funny too, I was telling Emily this, I'm not sure if on the podcast or like before. So... I didn't know that this last season had only 10 episodes. So I got to the point in the episode where the gossip girl identity is revealed. And I'm like, hold on a second. And I pause it. And I see that there's only one more episode left. And it's that episode where talking to the cast and shit. I'm like, I'm done. Like, it's over. Like, there's there's a song lyric in Taylor <laughs> Swift's album uh evermore and it's i'm never gonna love again and that's how i feel (laughs) about finishing gossip girl is that i'm never going to love like this again like everything i've ever loved in a tv show this is it like nothing will ever beat this and i can confidently say that as a 25 year old woman (laughs) that nothing will ever beat gossip girl he here yeah, yeah. That's so unfair because you didn't get to like emotionally rev up. Like this is the final episode. It was just heartbreaking. And I find myself like continuously thinking about it too because, you know, I went on Twitter and I was like, hey guys, like recommend me shows. And people had me watch Bridgerton. <laughs> watched Bridgerton and holy shit, that's bad. Do not watch that, everyone. Do not fucking watch Bridgerton. And I'm definitely watching the OC yet next. I'm just preparing myself for that because I want to try to find something that I won't like accidentally watch while like not sitting down because I like to watch shows while running or on my bike so I'm trying to get in the routine of that because I've been lazy lately so I'm like I need to start this now so that because I've just been really curious about I saw the trailer and there was explosions unconscious bodies alcohol 
Rachel Bilson, uh, Misha Barton. Misha Barton was on like the newest season of The Hills, and it was really weird. She was on The Hills? Yeah. Like as Misha Barton? Yeah. Oh. That's weird. Now, I mean, I guess the OC makes sense to watch next, both thematically and also because Rachel Pillison is in this final episode of Gossip Girl. Oh, what a cameo. What a cameo. And also, Star Wars reference, she was married to Hayden Christensen. Yeah, they have a kid named Briar Rose. Oh, damn. Entertainment tonight. Love it. And I would chuck on that pile of shows that I was mentioning, Dawson's Creek. Wow, a young Katie Holmes. Pacey. How's that one? Is that one as dramatic as the OC or is it like a little more pure? It's a bit more Friday Night Lights. I've never seen that either. Oh, it's good. We're watching it now. Very, very good. And there is quite a Blair Waldorf character in it. Like they like I like watching the finale of the OC, not the OC, of Gossip Girl. Um, like I didn't watch the rest of the, I just went straight to the finale. Mm-hmm. And I did have a hard time because I was like, why is she? And I'm like, they're different characters. Like they look vaguely similar. Hey, Emily, did you watch the finale? Or did I did you watch wa- the finale. I was very confused because I didn't know who half the characters were anymore, but I did. Oh, there was just a new girl <laughs> that like went up to a Baldwin brother and just started like, a, like she seemed crazy, but it, I, I think she was right. But she just came out of left field and just hit up this Baldwin who also came out of left field. That's, like, that's William Baldwin. I didn't know he was a Baldwin until I looked it up after the series. How do you not I was know? Like, well, how do you not know he looks exactly like Alec Baldwin? I just thought that a lot of people was like Alec Baldwin and Stephen Baldwin, and I didn't know they had a third brother. <laughs> Billy Baldwin, he's the only good Baldwin. Oh, really? There's, all, there's always a bigger Baldwin. Yeah. So St- that that reference. chick. That was Ivy Dickens, and Ivy Dickens has a past with the family. So Ivy Dickens was previously playing the role of Charlie Rhodes, and she was playing that role so that her mom could get her um, her money because when she turned 18, she gets all the money. So she got all the money, and then Charlie Rhodes' mom sent her away, and then she met up with Serena again. And Serena's like, hey, Charlie, let's go back to New York and let's go find a place. Long story short, the, the shit doesn't, doesn't work out. The real Charlie Rhodes comes in. And then it's revealed that the real Charlie Rhodes was hidden because mom knew that um, Alec Baldwin brother. William. William, who had kids with Lily also was the father of Charlie Rhodes. So Billy Baldwin is Serena's dad, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who and then, is who is the girl with Nate? Oh, okay. That's you're gonna love this. Okay, that's another girl I did not recognize. So, I all I know all I know that she's a minor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Why is she hanging out with Nate? Gross. I know. Okay. This is a fun story. Okay, so the end of last season, Serena tries to send Gossip Girl a sex tape of her and Dan because Dan is with Blair and she wants to get back with Dan. So then she accidentally overdoses on a train 
And then the the beginning of this season, it's where the fuck is Serena? So then they find Serena and she's at this house with this guy, this really fancy looking motherfucker. And and, you know, she reveals that her name's like actually Serena because she was going by the, her name in, in the book in Dan's book. Uh, I forget what it was, but she's going by that. And then she's a couple episodes later. She's like, oh, I think he's cheating on me. You know, I saw him with this girl and she confronts him about it. And the girl is his daughter, who's also dating Nate. And then she goes with him, or he goes with her to Cotillion. So, Serena was dating that girl's dad? Mm-hmm. And then the girl the was girl trying to sabotage. And she's dating Nate. Mm-hmm. So there's at least a couple people there who are really, like, gross in terms of age difference. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially because uh, Ivy Dickens was sleeping with Rufus for a little bit because she was trying to hide the fact that she was sleeping with uh, William. And then, because her plan is, is to try to ruin Lily. And that plan is succeeded when Bart Bass dies. So... She goes and she's she embraces she tries to embrace William and William's like I don't know who the fuck you are. She's like, "Well, I can prove it. I have the text messages." And Lily's like, "Please and, stop." And then unless I missed a big chunk of this episode, that's the end of that story. Is she confronts them in the lobby and she's like, "I have proof." And Lily's like, "Whatever, I don't believe you." And then we never go back to those characters again. I guess a way that we came back to them was that uh, she wrote a tell-all book or something or that she wrote a movie that was starring Hilary Duff and Charlie Rhodes. <laughs> Steele looks very confused right now, and that is how I feel. Listen, I wrote a lot of notes <laughs> as I watched along, okay? So... um so can we like go? I, I feel like I, okay. I feel like I have to go, go through a, a go few things that happened in, in the show. Okay. So it, it starts her at some party for Chuck Bass's father, mm-hmm. and this guy's played by someone who I've seen angry in many other shows. So I was, I, I feel like he's in Westworld. He might be like a like a defective robot or something, and they're the worst type of robots, right? Mm-hmm. So I recognized him. He. Like he's fighting with Chuck Bass, and he slips at the on the end of a edge of a building, and then he's like holding on for dear life. And Chuck Bass is like, "Nah, dog, I'll uh, I'm not going to help." And then he falls. They don't even look down, like to see if he's like jump grabbed onto the next bar. Which like that's what like Dwayne the Rock Johnson would have done. <laughs> yeah, he should have been more like the Rock. Um, yes, always. And then they so they ru- they go into hiding. They run. And then, like, Dawn from um, Buffy, Michelle Trachenberg. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Georgina. She instantly, the moment police turn up, but no, she just sees someone mention someone to someone's ear and she goes out on this murder investigation and starts shaking down cops for information. It was just, instantly she's like, who was it? Who's dead? Who's dead? And it, it was it was very strange. And then they work out that it's like Chuck Bass's dad. And it sort of follows the show around, all the characters finding out that Chuck Bass's d- dad is dead. 
And there's one bit with, I think it's Chuck Bass's mum and the maid. And they're just like having a lighthearted joke around. It's like, well, it's not, it couldn't be Chuck. Could it be Chuck? And they're all looking at each other like, bow, bow, bow. and it's like, the dude fell off a building and you're having this fun, like, I bet you it's Chuck. Oh, I couldn't be Chuck. It could be though. It was very odd. I don't know if they got the tone of the uh, situation. Um, then we get introduced to the character of Jack, which is like an Uncle Jack, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a good old Uncle Jack. Dude, for the first scene, I thought it was Chuck Bass's robot. He's <laughs> so robotic. He looked like he was like an early model of robot from Westworld. He's so robotic. But w- w- what do you make of this Jack, Brittany? I've come to the conclusion that he got plastic surgery or Botox or something because I swear he was in one episode and the next and it looked like two completely different people. He let he let the like the the fresh faced looks of Leighton Meester get to him and he got he got shot up. Yeah, they used to, they slept together once or something like a couple seasons like a long time ago. There's a big really? history with Jack Bass. Oh yeah, like Jack Bass, we go way back with him. He tried to assault Lily at a party while he was drunk. He tried to take the business from from Chuck when Dad died. Like he's had a rough past, but they came together when Bart did some shady shit because Bart came back from the dead which was the most surprising thing to come out of Gossip Girl, but also the most predictable thing to come from Gossip Girl, because that is the one character that I have been desperately waiting to come back from the dead, because I thought, like, we need something. Like, there's not much going on, especially when Dan and Blair were dating. I was just praying to God, like, please let this end. This is horrible. No, no. I've forgotten how annoying a human being Lonely Boy was. What uh just a like a wet handshake of a dude he is. It's just too much. And he's so annoying. And Serena, the character, they like she deserves to be annoyed by him for the rest of her life. Like they just need to just be together, just a oh, lonely boy smear. Oh, my man, you oh. All of that and also since we learned he is Gossip Girl. He's a fucking sociopath. Oh, you, you just dropped that on the audience? <laughs> Lonely Boy is Gossip Girl, you guys. This was very surprising, but at the same time it wasn't. Because I knew that it was one of the people. And I didn't know who exactly it was. But it had to be Dan. And it had to be Dan because Dan is awful. And you are right that Dan does deserve Serena because Wonder Bread does nothing good for anyone. He is as selfish as Serena is. And that's why they deserve each other because she is so fucking selfish. Like, I remember when Blair told her that she was pregnant and she's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to be there for you and shit. And then she let her down. You don't let down a fucking pregnant person. Like, that is the worst offense you could possibly do. You know, you can't disrespect your friends. She would just go around doing shit, especially when she tried to spread that sex tape of her and Dan to hurt Blair. Like, that is when Serena (laughs) went downhill. Like, who the fuck does that? Every time it's happened to me, I've been furious. I've got to tell you. 
I gotta tell you. Hey, I tell you what was sort of fun was not watching it forever. So like a lot of these, like Uncle Jack and like I, I'm just like, like I liked. It was fun to pretend that this character had never been introduced before. <laughs> yeah. And just for the final episode, it's like it's Uncle Jack. But um, <laughs> who's the? His name's like Toby or something. He's like the rich boy that was blonde hair. Oh, Nate? Nate, the, Nate. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know what his, I don't know where his life's taken him since I knew him in high school. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was like, did Gossip Girl murder someone? Because <laughs> they are trying to, dis- like there's this CSI Gossip Girl like they've got like all this evidence out and they're in this room and I'm like, are they cops or – but it turns out they're just journal – they're journalists, yeah. Yeah, so long story short, he's been through it these last couple of years since college, you know, trying to find himself, find what he wants to do. And he hooked up with this uh, – I believe it was a British woman and she's like, I'm going to start something called The Spectator. And long story short, he took that over. And it's basically like a news site. They're trying to beat Gossip Girl. And that's their main thing. And unfortunately, he lies about some things and some payments and he goes to jail for a little bit like his dad because he didn't learn from his dad's mistakes. And he just wants to make sure that his business is thriving and so that he's not relying on grandpa to give him money because grandpa has money but he doesn't want to rely on grandpa because grandpa's done some shady shit in the past like when he was dating vanessa and he like broke them up and other shit and he's the one who planted the british lady there too anyways and then the british lady tried to claim that she was chuck's mom and it's like no she's not chuck's mom and then like they went to this castle and there was a big party at the castle and that's where uh <laughs> You you sound like a six-year-old making up a story. (laughs) And then we went to a castle and there was a giant lettuce. Uh, um, But, like, he was so, like, they were in this big sort of war room trying to discover who Gossip Girl was. I was like, how is this so important? They make it, the, the stakes seem to be, if they break who Gossip Girl is, that will, like, make his career. As if this gossip site that reports on a couple of people on the Upper East Side in New York City is of such national interest that if he gets this story, then the spectator is set and he won't have to have any worries anymore. It is beautiful. So, the main crux of the final episode is Papa Chuck Bass gets pushed off the building. Um, it's not Chuck Bass's fault, but he has this line, you guys. I don't feel guilty. But it doesn't mean I'm not. It's a very Chuck Bass thing to say. So, he goes into hiding. Because the police are after him and stuff. And he, they then, um, Uncle Jack comes up with this amazing scheme that if they get married, 
um, Chuck and Blair, then Blair can't testify against him in court as a witness because of some spousal like, cra- privilege. Yeah, you get you get like marriage magic or something. So they decide to immediately get married in. Listen, if you are on the run from the cops and you were trying to get married, like like in normal life, this is a very sped up wedding, but they really dally about. Do you know what I mean? It is it is quite frustrating. But they have to tussle with like, because it will help Chuck Bass, but it's not the wedding that Blair's always wanted. And when when Blair says she wants to do it, Chuck replies, not like this, Blair. Not like this. <laughs> then there's she says something else about um, how they like they they can't be together or something like that, and he looks at her and says, "I was just a stupid child when I said those things." Brooding, it was beautiful. Um, so that's the whole crux. But they draw out this wedding, like. They, the cousin Jack, Uncle Jack the robot, goes and fetches all the gossip girls, and they go to meet like at a like a train station somewhere there. It was a museum or something, something somewhere very visible. The man, right? I, yeah, like I, I thought, like oh, they're going to get married there, but they all just met there to get told about the plan, how they're going to have a secret wedding. And it's obviously a bad idea because, like, Gossip Girl fans see them all walk in and freak out. They're on the phone texting. And it's just like he's on the run from the cops. Then he gets into a white suit and then just has conversations about town at all these tours. And, like, he's wanted for murder. They're getting married to get out of a murder charge and he's strolling about tourist attractions, famous socialite, gossip girl, white suit. At one point, Blair yells out his name in City Hall. My favorite is the dramatic, all the guys in their fancy suits walking down the stairs towards the wedding scene. Just because it is an amazing shot. Like, it's so what this show is. Brothers in arms. Like the wind blowing the stuff back, even though like half these characters hate each other half of the time. And yeah, they're really, they're not taking their, we need to be in hiding particularly seriously. And that is the most beautiful thing about the show right there is that you think of all these possible (laughs) scenarios and it could only happen in Gossip Girl. Like the proposal and the fact that Blair was wearing her engagement ring on her neck this whole season and finally it was taken off of her sweet little neck and put on her finger where it (laughs) gladly belongs and especially you know you see the cameo of the two obsessive gossip girl girls talking about you know how there's gonna be a wedding and it's gonna be a biggest thing ever dropped on gossip girl and of course they meet at the met because that's where blair would have lunch every day in high school the steps of the met and you know, Blair already got her princess wedding. So she's just going to get, you know, a nice simple wedding with her friends and her family members. But her dad wasn't there, which was really sad. So it was just a beautiful love letter to the many years that we spent with these characters. You know, how they flourish. You know, you see Blair's beautiful blue wedding dress that I just adore. And 
it was just beautiful, especially just how they did not try to stay coy about it and how they were screaming by that fountain, just everything they were doing, everything they were saying. It's art. The show is art. So should should Carlos be taking some notes from this wedding? I don't know. I don't think so. I'll let him know. Just as, just, just as you're about to kiss to seal the deal, that you can hear police sirens. <laughs> so, so romantic. What I love about this is I, I kind of I should I should do some some digging into this because it feels like, and and because you said this season's only ten episodes long, I wonder if like the ratings had like had taken a hit and they had like a shortened episode order that they weren't prepared for when they wrote this season, because mm. it feels like Bart Bass dying and Chuck being a person of interest in that. Is something that generally, not just on this show, but on any show, would be more than one episode and resolved. Half an episode. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he comes back. He just walks in on all the other gossip girls, <laughs> yeah. and it's just like, yeah, off the, off the hook on that murder that I yeah. actually did. Yeah, they can't like the so the the police come and they take Chuck and Blair away, and later when everybody is at one of their penthouses, like, they just walk back in and it's like, oh, they can't prove that Chuck was there, so now we're fine. <laughs> don't, don't, don't they think that the fact that they got married that morning a little bit, wouldn't that, like, even though you can't make her, um, you know, say what happened, but wouldn't that make you go, there's something going on, I'm going to look for I, other I, avenues. Yeah, they might be like, hey, we can't arrest you for this right now, but probably we're going to continue to look into the death of a very famous billionaire. Again, that is just the most beautiful thing about Gossip Girl right there is all the questions you have afterwards and why possibly the show had bad ratings. That's why they ended it like this. Like, Like, it can be like Jenny gets an internship for a fashion thing and that's a whole season storyline but chuck watching his dad die and not save him when he could is half an episode well here's the thing too about all of that so the previous episode before that bart sends chuck on a plane and the plane crashes like he tried to kill chuck so there's this whole back layer of just shit that happened that all of a sudden is just ignored. You know, just like the Ivy Dickens thing. It just, it was kind, it, I do admit that it was kind of a sloppy end to six seasons of sheer perfection and drama. <laughs> that I was almost surprised, you know, as I was watching it, that uh, it was the end. Like, I was so shocked. Like, when... When Dan was finally revealed, I'm like, no, like this can't be it. Because I thought that it ended with the wedding or something. I knew someone got married. I knew it was probably Chuck and Blair. But even I was watching them get married. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, they're going to get married in a church after this because that's a Blair thing to do. But I don't know. After watching it again, I'm like, yeah, I could definitely see Blair doing that. I could definitely see, you know, what happens, you know, at the end. I mean, we'll, we'll discuss it later, but. I'm just, I'm still so sad that I didn't give myself time to prepare to watch the finale that I accidentally just went for it. 
So then, yeah, they're sitting around and they're all talking about the fact because I guess Dan decides to give Nate the story that he has been Gossip Girl. So Nate can publish that and be the most famous tabloid in the world or whatever. And Perez Knight. <laughs> and everybody's just sort of fine with it. Oh, my God. Serena is the biggest Gossip Girl apologist. It's just like... Well, you know, he did it bad to himself as well. And, I, you know, we all asked for it, really. You know, he gossip girls are going to gossip girl. She's just constantly, he, she says, right, I wrote this. He wrote a love letter to us all. Oh. <laughs> what? He nearly destroyed everybody's lives multiple times. Also, it's just creepy as hell. Like, reporting on who your friends are sleeping with, like, even if it doesn't, you know, cause you many problems, I would still have an issue if people were reporting that on me. But... (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, he even reported shit about Jenny, too, when she slept with Chuck, and that's what Rufus came in, and he confronted Dan about it. He's like, you wrote about your sister, man. What the fuck is wrong with you? You wrote about me? You wrote about my marriage? Dan's just like, oh, yeah, well, she knew about it. It was fine. I was just writing what I was feeling. And then Rufus is just like, okay, cool. Oh, no. He gaslights him by at the end going, like you taught me to. Or something (laughs) like that. Says something like, I was just doing my thing like you do, Rufus. But apparently, like, Jenny wanted the info about her losing her virginity leaked so she could, like, get sent out of the country or something. It was all part of this master plan. That's that's what that's what um Dan that's Dan's excuse. Yeah, I think that she wanted a fresh start too because God, I I forget if it was season two or season three. Jenny had a rough fucking time when her grunge phase started. She just just went downhill. She was trying to break up Rufus and Lily. Then she slept with Chuck, and then she came back and. She tried to have a meeting with Tim Gunn, but Blair ruined that. It was just a lot. And it was good for Jenny to get out of the country because the show was so much better without Jenny Humphrey. Wasn't, wasn't like, Jenny, the the actress, like, d- d- didn't they have problems with her or something? Wasn't, like, wasn't yeah. she in a band or something and she was, I don't know, out living that punk rock lifestyle or, or something? Yeah, from what I read, that she was very snotty. Like, I I read an article from Tim Gunn, like, saying that, you know, she was not really pleasant to work with and she was kind of bratty, which is a lot coming from Tim Gunn because Tim Gunn is an angel on earth. Like, you don't fuck with Tim Gunn. So the fact that she did, mm, no thank you. And she was in the episode, but I don't think she had any lines except for... He, she said, "Are oh, you bitch or something?" But then she was at the wedding at the end, and she didn't say anything. Like it was quite a, it was just odd that they didn't give. Like she came back, but they didn't give her much shine. They just went, "You get one line, Jenny." I think it just having the cameo was important because you know that was an original character on the show. You know, like how we got you know Vanessa's reaction to Gossip Girl, and if you look closely in the bag that she's holding, it says J for Waldorf. So she is creating lines or she's creating clothes 
for Blair. So I think that's definitely a turnaround that they were able to, you know, in the past couple of years since uh, Henry was born, you know, try to get their relationship professional instead of how it was before. You can't, you can't focus on Jenny too much because you have to like fit in a Michael Bloomberg cameo. Which who is that? Who's Michael? He was the mayor of New York City. Oh, well, um, that actually brings me to one of my notes. Um, Emily, I know you're excited. Okay. I know you've got it marked down in your calendar. January 26th, um, 2022, uh, for Australians, it'll be Australia Day, a very uh, controversial day in this day and age. But for those living in New York City, it is the 10th annual Gossip Girl Day, as announced. (laughs) In New York City by Mayor Michael Bloomberg in uh, January 26, 2012. So um, I, I hope uh, your festivities, plannings are, uh, you know, you've got your hotel booked. Um, I know it's, um, you know, going to be a pretty big thing there. Big 10th yeah. and XOXO. Yeah. It's a big, you know, there's a big Gossip Girl convention at Javits Center every year mm-hmm. where all the Gossip Girl cosplays. And the Gossip Girl panels. It's all very exciting. I hope you're serious. <laughs> um, now, so I, I guess we've, we've got the bombshell that, that Dan is Gossip Girl. Um, I do recall very early on in Britney's recaps that she called it. Mm-hmm. I, I gasped and I had to like, because admittedly I have had a hand in ruining things for both of you throughout the years. Mm-hmm. In both cases, I feel like I'm I'm completely innocent, but I wasn't going to spill. feel guilty, but that doesn't mean you're not guilty. <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Excellent. I I. I will not challenge that point. That was beautifully played. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I was so excited to hear that you called it. Now, in retrospect, Brittany, does it like they, they did a lot of sort of like adding like context like about Jenny and how we do stuff about him. And I did love the whole conceit that Lonely Boy was just like a pioneer a brilliant pioneer in viral marketing because his whole thing was to write about himself, to make himself famous. And that was the only way that he realized he could become part of their world was to write his way into it. But does it check out in the uh, Gossip Girl canon that Dan is the Gossip Girl, Brittany? I think it works out because no one else could have been Gossip Girl. Nate is too naive and kind. Uh, Serena's not that intelligent enough to keep that a secret. I mean, she could barely keep a secret when she was Gossip Girl for a hot second. I'm trying to think of their other characters. Uh, Blair's too focused on her future. Chuck is too focused on Blair. 
Uh, definitely not Vanessa because, you know, she was sent away after basically trying to kill Serena that one season when um, the brother of the teacher that got fired due to her mom starting the rumor that oh. he was sleeping with Serena, which, oh my God, Lily Bass, that was awful. Okay, but also I am bummed out, even though that Lily Bass was awful and Rufus was awful for sleeping with Ivy, that they didn't get back together, that she was back with Baldwin Boy, and he was with that one singer lady. Lisa Loeb. Lisa Loeb. Thank you. But to answer your question, yeah, it fits. I think that sometimes it's a little hazy, you know, especially with all the stuff that he wrote about Jenny and that, like, that she knew. That was definitely something that they wrote. Like, that's a very J.J. Abrams to do thing to do. We're just writing, oh, yeah, she was fine with it. Oh, yeah, this, this or that. You know, totally fine, whatever. Yeah, no one's going to question this shit. Actually, everyone is. You know how many articles I read, you know, from Cosmo on talking about the plot holes in Gossip Girl? Brittany, can someone listening with some skills, you've got to put a beat behind. That was like like lyricism up there with, with Tupac and Biggie and Nas. Like the way that you spit out those convoluted Gossip Girl storylines, it is – it's, it's a, a, a real urban poetry, Brittany. Thank you. It is one of the very few things that I am very confident about is my knowledge in Gossip Girl. I, I'm very glad that this obsession came from be me being super bored and starting up Gossip Girl again because I noticed it was on HBO Max and I bailed halfway through season two and it became your life's obsession. It is the greatest thing oh. to happen to me this year. You know, this this year started out rough. And, you know, we're getting there. We're, we're getting to a point, you know, Gossip Girl has ended. And the cloud over my head is now gone. And it's just sunshine. Even though Gossip Girl is gone, Gossip Girl taught me just so many life lessons. <laughs> and just what I want in a TV show. Like, this is beautiful like especially the first couple seasons when you would hear justin timberlake and rihanna like you hear rihanna's music before she became the rihanna today like that is just so wonderful to me it was very nostalgic like i was imagining okay what was seventh grade britney doing right now or what was in eighth grade britney's box right now as you know this show was playing like it, it was just so nostalgic so wonderful like I am so happy that Emily got bored and started watching Gossip Girl because it took me on this ride that I will never forget and possibly might start again. Who knows? Like maybe I will rewatch Gossip Girl, you know, just for the memories. How do you fare with Blair's comments at the end, Brittany? Like about how Serena's going to get together with Dan or whatever and, and, and Blair's like, he'll never be one of us. Like, I, I, like I, I thought, like, you know, over the seasons, the like Blair had, you know, slowly turned baby face. Like all, all the like, the the snobby like comical comment girls always do. Like, um, in the in the OC with um, Rachel Bilson. Summer. Um, uh, summer, summer. Yeah. 
So I, I thought like she had her baby face turn. And then at the end, she just drops this very materialistic, like, um, thing about her, their, their status in the community and he'll never be one of us. And then it's and, and, and like Serena's like, he is one of us. He's friends with our friends. And it was, I was just very disappointed on her wedding day of all days. Still so petty. Has she learnt nothing from six years of gossip girling? I say no, not a thing. I disagree because it was her wedding day and there was so much going on, especially the fact that they had to get married due to the fact that Chuck was wanted possibly for murder. And I see that statement in different ways. One of them being that, you know, she previously dated Dan and she saw Dan's true colors. And... I think the statement that he'll never be one of us is the whole show, is the whole reason why Dan started writing a Gossip Girl in the beginning because he wanted to input himself into that story and he successfully did. And her saying that made it proof that Dan is one of them because he, no matter what, will put himself into that story, into that scenario. And, you know, she probably learned to accept that which, you know, we see at the very end, you know, she is at the wedding of Dan and Serena. So I think it was just one of the many things that Blair says that she doesn't, you know, entirely mean. I mean, she called Dan Humphrey until like they started dating. Like you hear the second that she calls him Dan and it feels like she's addressing a new character. So I think that it was a mixture of, you know, this is her wedding day, but also, you know, she was caring for her friend Serena because Serena and Dan had been through so much at that point, you know, from season one, him breaking up with her because all that stuff that happened, you know, with that guy that, you know, she supposedly killed and then like them finding out that they have, they share a half sibling, which we never see again for some reason. I was expecting to see him at the finale, but we didn't see him. They went through so much together. And I think that them finally coming together at the end, you know, showed that he is truly part of this world. What was the lesson that everyone learned? Like, like the thing at the end was like, yes, you're a socialite too now, Dan. And Dan's like little creep hiding behind a planter listening into this conversation. Classic gossip girl, you know, a gossip never girls. A girl doesn't stop gossiping, whatever. But um, like what's the end? Like there's no moral to this story. Like there's like no one's like wiser or no, like. No, in the end, Dan totally gets rewarded and praised for this gossip site that nearly destroyed all these people he's supposedly friends with over and over and over again and destroyed God only knows how many other people along the way posting gossip about high schoolers. Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting that they forgive Dan so easily and that, you know, that's the end of the show. It's just them forgiving Dan. But I think that they look at it in a different way, you know, especially Serena, which I would say is almost like their leader. You know, everyone loves Serena. Serena is the it girl. And the fact that the it girl is forgiving of Dan, I think that shows. Because in the episode before that, which was a Thanksgiving episode, when it's revealed that uh, Dan was just with Serena so that he can write his final story, they all get pissed off. Nate punches him in the face, for God's sake. So I think, you know, because Serena at Thanksgiving was so pissed at Dan. They were all pissed at Dan too. But the very end when they're all like, okay, when she was like, okay, Dan, it's okay. That they were all, you know, in support of her. So I almost feel like that she's leading the way in this. And 
And if it's okay with Serena, it's okay with everyone. Which, I don't know if that's the best thing for say. Because, yes, like, Dan did some pretty fucked up shit. And he is still in the bushes lurking like the Wonder Bread self that he is. But... At the end of the day, Serena forgave him. And because of that, everyone else did. And everyone else, is, I guess, is happy that they're married. So that's it. That's the show. <laughs> and there's this odd thing at the end where Dan says, Gossip Girl is dead. And everyone in the room looks weirdly to someone else. For some reason, like they know, like they've read the script. I did feel like towards the end of the episode, they stopped acting and they were just like doing like, they'd already started their reflection. Like when they were all in that room, just going, oh, he was Gossip Girl. I think I, I thought it was the, 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 like the, the waiter or whatever. It seemed like it was them out of character. Just like, there was no emotion in what they were saying. It was also... Just like, oh, oh, like this is a pretty major thing. But Dan says Gossip Girl is dead. They all pull weird faces for some reason. And then it's revealed that there's Gossip Girl, the next generation. Another lonely boy is walking down the rich street and another blonde-haired girl gives him a smile, XOXO, and then... Kirsten Bell is like, oh, you, you can't kill Gossip Girl or whatever. And at the end, the final shot or one of the final shots, the sand over the grave where Gossip Girl was buried on, 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 on the Kent farm, the dirt begins to raise. It's very, I cannot wait. But um, how about the, Brittany, do the listening audience the honour. I, I feel like you describing it can only do it justice. The, the, the Gossip Girl cameo of all Gossip Girl cameos. The the fourth wall shattering moment. Well, you want me to say it? You want me to say what happened? Yeah. Because other people, I know this is hard for you to believe, but many of the people listening have no idea what we're talking about. Okay, so we get a very important cameo when the Gossip Girl identity is revealed. And you see the beautiful and talented Kristen Bell at the camera saying, Gossip Girl here. And it's just the whole series has come full circle at that moment where you see her reading lines to her friend Rachel Bilson, who is auditioning for the role of Blair. Like also full circle because she was in the OC, but just the fact that she's there and that she has this cameo, that she has this strange moment where she winks at the camera when it's revealed that Dan is Gossip Girl. Like it can't get any more fan servicey than that. Like this whole finale was fan servicey, especially at that moment when they're sitting down talking about you know who Gossip Girl is, because I guess that was like a pretty big like fan theory that Dorota was Gossip Girl and I think that's why that they wrote that in the show the whole scene were like I thought it was you I thought it was you like I feel like I was playing the game Clue that like for some reason people play on Christmas sometimes even though like no one wants to play and mom's like hey let's play a game let's play Clue and everyone's like what the fuck why are you playing Clue but I think they did that just for like fan service shit so and it was okay I thought the Kristen Bell stuff was like a lot better yeah I 
for some reason, like it's so goofy. So it's like in the world of Gossip Girl, there's going to be a Gossip Girl TV show and they're now auditioning for it, which is just like, Nolan, come on, eat your heart out, buddy. This is just, but when she winks to the camera, because people were totally not got, she was like the voice of Gossip Girl, the narrator. Um, for some reason, I just loved it. It like I felt a wave of happiness flood through me. I, I I very much enjoyed it. Yeah, it was such a surprising reveal. Like I I knew that she was going to be in the show. I think that was another indicator for me that Dan was Gossip Girl. And that this was the last episode was because we saw her. Because I remember reading somewhere that we see her that she makes a cameo at the end. So that's when the wheels started turning in my brain when we saw her. She's supposed to be um, doing the narration for the reboot as well, which makes me happy. Oh, thank God. Oh, my God. So there is a reboot? Yeah. Yeah, Emily's starring in it. <laughs> Will it be this boy? Will it be like, because like we've got, like this no. is the, the Star Wars parallels, right? The, the, new, the, the new Gossip Girl that they hint at at the end of Gossip Girl that's their broom boy. <laughs> I think and, I and, and, and the, sorry, the Kristen Bell cameo, that's our Luke Skywalker at the end of The Mandalorian Season 2. Yeah, I was spoiled for that too. Dude, come I, on. I'm just giving you shit. You didn't do anything wrong. It was me. I just went on Instagram one morning because – my my fingers accidentally pressed on the Instagram app, and the first thing I saw was a. Th- it wasn't a picture of Luke Skywalker. I just said Favreau, you're a god, or something like that. And you just like you you like done this clinical breakdown of me, psychological breakdown. It's like, well, the only thing that could trigger this emotion from Steel is Luke Skywalker. It's I, that's. I don't think that takes much of a breakdown. I think that takes having listened to you talk about star wars once before. i sh- you should be thanking me for all i've given still you not you, you got such an insight into my thought process <laughs> i've known you for three years and for god's sake i'm the person who showed up to your to my first steel show writing yub nub and eyeliner on my eyelids so i i know you steel <laughs> <laughs> it's like the scene from um is it Raiders of the Lost Ark? That's exactly leaving? what you said, too. You're like, wow, that's some Raiders of the Ark shit. And I'm like, god damn it. He thinks I'm fucking creepy. Back to the drawing board. <laughs> I mean, I guess since it's 10 years later, I don't I don't think it can be the same dude because that dude would no longer, the, the Gossip Girl broom boy would no longer be in high school. Well, it's um, it's pretty exciting. When, when's this coming out? It's they still don't have a date. It's supposed to be this year, but with um, the COVID stuff, I'm not entirely sure when. But they're what? still saying sometime this year. With what? Yeah, I know it's this weird little thing. I think it was just local to New York, but some stuff got delayed. Ah, yeah, I, I should be reading about it on Gossip Girl then. <laughs> I know you aren't allowed to talk about it on YouTube, right? Sorry, I know you cut that- out. Oh. You aren't allowed to talk about it on YouTube, right? Because I hear that YouTube demonetizes you when you talk about COVID. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. 
I just did a test. If you go to gossipgirl.com, it takes you to some uh, official Gossip Girl website on Facebook that's user pick is a cat with sunglasses on and mac and cheese. And it's been very, uh, there's nothing else on it, but I, I, I don't know what's happening. Someone's registered gossipgirl.com and pointed it towards this random Facebook page. Because oh, yeah. I, 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 was, I was hoping there'd be like, like, like the web. Ca- like character profiles of. No, like an in-universe sort yeah, of website. Yeah, but no, that's what I mean. But like yeah. you'd see like, ooh, it's gossip about this person who's going to be on the show and it's gossip yes. about this other person. Yeah, you should you should contact their marketing team. Give them some tips. Yeah, Steel, I, I know you're a very busy person, but like maybe you could have the Gossip Girl website because I think that you are very deserving of, you know, your writing skills and your comedy skills and just your skills in general. I feel like you'd be a good fit for that position. Brittany scene, headphones on, possibly podcasting. Keep your ears to the, the to iTunes. Because there would be absolutely nothing creepy at all with a 40-something-year-old dude running the gossip site about teenagers. Well, it could be like in like the Star Wars community. Like he could have like spread the news <laughs> that like Corey has mono or something, you know? <laughs> That is exactly what the Star Wars community needs. There's not enough, like, division and backbiting. Yeah, but maybe it'll be like the end of Gossip Girl. Like, we all come together because of it. And learn nothing. Exactly. I mean, that's life, right? Good point. Good point. Good point. Um, I just want to make sure I didn't miss any of... um, I think I got through all my notes. I had a lot of fun watching it. Any final Gossip Girl thoughts from either of you? I think its greatest legacy is the enthusiasm it's left our friend Brittany Brown with. It's to for a bit of art to generate such passion is... Um, is commendable in any format. Thank you. I have had a lot of fun watching this series and getting to know the characters. You know, I have been hooked since Serena got off that train or since, you know, the second that Serena was on that train, I was hooked. I love the characters. I love the series. I love just the aesthetic, like the new the the New York aesthetic that's not really New York, that is just the Upper East Side New York. Like, I am curious about it. Like, I loved all the characters. I loved all the crazy events. I loved season one, which is iconic, you know, for breaking that, pl- just breaking everything by... Michelle Trachtenberg coming as Georgina Sparks and just causing mayhem every single season. It just created so much. And just every Thanksgiving episode, like, you know, we're used to Christmas episodes, Valentine's Day episodes, but Thanksgiving episodes, I think that Gossip Girl does the best Thanksgiving episodes. No one can ever do better. Thanksgiving, get fucked because Gossip Girl is (laughs) where it's at. 
So that is where I will put a pin in my Gossip Girl now, recap. Now I have it. Now I have an episode uh, title. I. Oh, yeah. You'd want to see that on, like, when they released the entire series on DVD, like, printed on the side of the box. Like, Thanksgiving, get fucked. <laughs> Brittany Brown, Canobite Dispatch. I just, I will never look at Thanksgiving the same, you know, because you see all the Thanksgiving episodes of shows and they're just skip worthy. But all of the Thanksgiving episodes in Gossip Girl, especially the ones where they would end up going to that little diner and getting French fries. Like when I think of French fries, I will think of the Thanksgiving episodes of Gossip Girl because there was nothing more iconic than Lily Bass eating French fries on Thanksgiving Day when she could get a whole feast of food. But no, she's mad at Bart because he has all these folders on the kids and their relationships and their friends because Bart Bass is a sneaky motherfucker who died once and then died again. Well, who knows? Maybe in this new series, he's going to come back alive again because that's what they love doing to characters is they want to be able to bring back at least one person from the dead. It's important. It is. And it's very predictable too. Like I knew that we would see Bart again. You know, when we kept seeing like Chuck's mom, you know, come in and out and, you know, that one British lady, you know, said that she was Chuck's mom and we all knew it was bullshit. Like, I knew that Chuck's dad had to come back alive. So for some bullshit reason, of course, that bullshit reason was because he took everything from Chuck because he didn't think that Chuck was capable of owning Bass Enterprises. But guess what, Bart Bass? Chuck is doing perfectly (laughs) fine without you. So also you get fucked. (laughs) We've got to get some beats behind that. Makes you swear. Today's a good maybe, day. Maybe the XOXO is like the censorship over Britney's <laughs> swear words. I mean, I'm sad that our Gossip Girl journey has come to an end. Um, it's not just steel. We've gotten quite a lot of positive feedback about your love of Gossip Girl. I, It just amuses me because generally these types of shows are very, like, of their time and generational specific. Like people will have a lot of nostalgia for them if they watch them when they were, you know, like on and then nobody else ever watches them. So the fact that you never saw the show and have become so enamored of it is, is pretty impressive actually. Yeah. I mean, it's art. I knew it was on when I was a kid. I just, I never watched it because I never watched it as a kid because I knew how my brain was at that time. Like I didn't want to get with the Chuck Bass that was in my part of town. And I was like, I can't watch this show because the show will make me want to go for the Chuck Bass. And that Chuck Bass is nowhere comparison to the actual Chuck Bass in the show. So, like, I know myself. I know that if I watch a series or a show, like, I will get influenced by it. But I know now as a 25-year-old woman that I will watch this and become enamored with it. But also, like, I'll be able to, you know, go on the phone at night with Carlos and ask how my day is. I'll be like, yeah, I'm good. Just watch Gossip Girl. You know, what's, what's going on with you? And just continue my normal life. But now I need to find another show so that I can continue these conversations, continue becoming just so enthused with what I'm talking about because it's so fun to sit here and talk to you guys about my journey with Gossip Girl and not only my journey with Gossip Girl, but your journeys with Gossip Girl too. I I, I just got in for one station. (sighs) 
I got but, on the final stop. But Brittany's been taking us along. You know, she's been sending us postcards along the way. Ah, oh, it's, it's been. Wish you were here. It was. It was. It was. I very much enjoyed it. That's that's why I've been begging for the OC because I I want the good times to um keep going. Oh yeah, they definitely will. I is that is that streaming anywhere? HBO, I believe. Oh okay. Well, Steel Saunders. Emily Lind. We're very, very happy that you came on our show finally. I mean Great you know, to be back. We've been, we've Great been, to be back. We've been we've been trying to get you on. Like every every week we say, Hey Steel, please come on and you always keep putting us off. Well, it's tradition. I come on every 183 shows. So, um. do you just do you think you just come on in everyone's 100th show? Like, do you look at someone's podcast and be like, "Oh God, like 100's coming up. I need to make time in my calendar because I got to be on it." Well, I only ever do that on uh, on Eric's show, The Bad Motivators, every 25. <laughs> so I, I do actually go like sometimes. Like last time, I was like, "God, time is going so fast." Like that because it was such a slow half a year or whatever. But, um, yeah, every 183. It's perfect. It's like poetry. It rhymes. Book you in in another, like, three and a half years or so. Um, By then, I don't know what show Brittany will be watching. Um, Maybe enough time will have passed that I'll be comfortable with talking about Buffy again and we can make her watch that. But... Where can people find you on the internet, Steel? I'm on the internet at Steel Wars, S-T-E-E-L-E, Wars, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I've got a podcast called Steel Wars that you can listen to where podcasts are downloaded. Just did a new episode with um, Silver of Star Wars Thrifton. Uh, went through some of the the super fun things that she finds at, at swap meets and what a bizarre Pepsi merchandise from the turn of the millennium, especially. And if you're on YouTube, uh, youtube.com forward slash Steel Wars, I do pretty much a daily little news show every afternoon, Monday to Thursdays, mostly with some other stuff here and there. But between those times, I very much enjoy listening to the Canterbite Dispatch. So thanks for having me on the show for the very first time. I appreciate it, but are still a bit bitter about that. Um, Yeah. I've listened to every episode. I can't believe I I haven't been on one. (laughs) You just feel like you're there with us, that you've just felt like that you've been actually on a podcast before I, I i that is true i'm very engaged but i do think that that texting has been part of the part of the process i'm, I'm just oh 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 for the full cantabite experience i forgot this we did have an anonymous contributor have a fuck Mary kill for steel saunders oh wow whoa and that is luke skywalker toro calcan and Chief Chirpa. Oh, man. That's... I would like to apologize to the tribe. <laughs> oh, no. And it's 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 not because I'm sleeping with your chief. 
you are out the door. You're getting if if, if Chirp is hanging on to the side of the village, <laughs> asking me to help, I, I, I'm, I'm going to give him the bass treatment and let him fall. You don't you don't want to come home to your treehouse every night to like. A nice home cooked no. meal with your nice it, like like you get to cuddle him in bed at night. You know, uh, soft. But when you talk about a home cooked meal, like the stuff those Ewoks would be eating would just be like they'd just be like wings hanging out. It's no bars. Hey, you never disrespect, you know, pe- the food people make for you. You you just say thank you. Some nice yeah, roasted stormtrooper. Okay, um, but see the thing is, if you put Chirper in there, you got to look at what else you're going to do. Like, like I've. I've, I've like I feel like you got to start with the sex. Okay. Oh. And I, I'm I'm not getting into Chirper. Um, <laughs> Luke Skywalker just too. That's just not the sort of. But Calican, come on. He's. It's going to be a, a a memorable night or couple minutes, whatever. But I will never forget the experience. Um, I can't kill Luke Skywalker because if you do that, oh. People won't get over it for years. <laughs> okay. So I'm not going to fall for that one. So I'll marry Luke. Um, we can have a nice little hut somewhere on an island. Um, going to be getting down with Toro Calacan. And, um, yeah, one with the force. No one's ever really gone. Chief Chirper. Sorry, bro. Okay. Thank you. I just I I had forgotten that earlier, but I wanted to make sure you know that's that's part of our our podcast. So that was a that was a listener submitted question just for you. Excellent. Thank you, listener, and um, get a bit of a life as well. Um. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Don't make fun of one of our most enduring segments on our podcast. That we haven't done in like six months, probably. But whatever. I, I, I wonder if Steele would sleep with Chief Chirper. Let's find out. <laughs> I thought about that a couple times. I feel like a lot of people probably have too. I feel like this listener definitely thought of things that everyone else was thinking that everyone was like too afraid to ask. Because Steele, uh, how would you okay. feel if during one of your Monday to Thursday shows, someone in the chat section gave you five dollars to ask you if you would sleep with Chief Chirper? I'd, 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 I'd have to question what their uh, motives are, really. I also, I, it makes it sound like then that you're getting the $5 to sleep with Chief Chirpa, <laughs> which seems like a low price for sex work in general. But just to ask the question, because I know YouTube is interesting and is thriving, and I'm learning something every day with it, but. I thought that during live shows, like you can pay, you know, the people and yeah, the like super chat, the super chat. And then like the thing pops up like, hey, I, I, you can answer my question because I paid you money. So. Yeah. We're saving somebody five dollars. Excellent. And we're costing steel five dollars. I, I, I'm a fan of the the marry, fuck, kill concept. But um, but also when you like view it from afar it is um also that someone was going about their day and they're like hey you reckon you reckon you'd give one to the chief i think you might be overestimating the amount of thought that was actually put into the question okay fair enough i think it was 
Luke and Toro were a given, and then it was who else to steal, like. And I know we see Wicket as an adult, but in my head, Wicket is always a kid Ewok. So you can't ask about Wicket. Yeah, that would be crossing a line, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it would be. <laughs> yeah, but then you'd be killing a child. Off. Okay, I don't want to get into the child killing versus pedophilia, which one is worse discussion. So, Brittany, where can people find you on the internet? Excellent. You can find me on Instagram as Brittany the Ginger and Twitter as Canto Brit. What about you? I am on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. The show is at CantoBitePod. You can send us email, CantoBitePod at gmail.com. You can ask us fuck Mary kills but you could also just send us your thoughts on anything including i guess the ending of gossip girl and what show Brittany should get into next though it sounds like the oc is the leader right now um yet again thank you to steel saunders we should have had you on a lot earlier you were the first star wars podcast i ever listened to and that's how Brittany and i met was through your show so we are very happy to have you on I'm very happy to be had. Now, is, is it time for Grasso to go, yo, 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 let's go, Lindo. Time to do the rap at the end of the show. <laughs> is that what it's time for now? It, it, that song is, it, it is, it is so good. It's, we, 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 we had really luck from our buddy Dom and all the people he roped in to working on that song for us. And it will be time for that, but we don't actually play it on the show. We add it on at the end, so you'll have to listen to the, the episode to hear it. The bitter sting of show business. Behind the curtain. Also, that one's only on every other episode because we have two songs and Brittany plays one of them and I play the other. Ah, okay. Um, But thank you all for listening. Thank you, Steele, for being on. And we will talk to you all next time. Bye. 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 XOXO. Uh, Kanto bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, because this is it. Fuck all the rest, be a Kanto bitch. Brittany the Jinch and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, Kendall Bitch number one. All my girls at